0: Take a minute to visit RachelCarman.com and join the community of Real Refreshment listeners who are taking the dare to be in the word as a top priority in the journey of motherhood. All right, let's kick off this latest episode of the Real Refreshment Podcast. Here's your host, Rachel Carmen.
1: Hello, everyone. What a beautiful day I have today to record this for you. Today we're going to kick off a new series on the heels of our study of the Apostle Peter. We are going to kick off a new series on the study of the Gospel of Mark. I'll be right back to tell you all about it. Okay, so very exciting news today. I am kicking off today a brand new series on the Gospel of Mark. Like I just said, we just finished doing a series on the Apostle Peter and we talked about his story arc. He started off really curious about who Jesus was and then unfortunately, As he started to find out who Jesus was, he got cocky because he thought he was on the inside and he was going to be part of this, and he was Jesus's right-hand guy, right? And then he got super confused because it was not going the way he thought it was going to go. Then we see him transition to a man who is significantly changed right? I mean, Jesus changed him in ways that he never could have imagined. And then on the day of Pentecost, we see Peter confident. That cockiness that we saw earlier on in his life, that was not what God had called him to. God wanted him to have his confidence fully placed in who Jesus was. And we see that in Peter's story arc, and it plays out through the rest of the book of Acts. So we just finished that. If you missed that, I want to encourage you to go back and listen to that podcast series. The beautiful thing to me about Peter's story arc is I think we can all find ourselves somewhere on that journey. And the beautiful part of it is we don't have to get stuck in any one of those places. We don't have to get we don't have to just settle for a mere curiosity about who Jesus is. We can know him, and it would be dangerous for us to stick in a place where we're just cocky. We think we know it all. We've got it all figured out. That's not what we're called to. Neither, though, are we called to perpetual confusion about who Christ is and what he has planned for us. His desire for each one of us, though, is that we would be changed and that our confidence would be totally and completely in who he is and his plan and his call on our life. So again, go back and listen to that series if you missed it, and then join us as we jump into an 18-part series on the study of the Gospel of Mark. Now, it's probably as daunting to you as it is to me to think of an 18-part series, but I had wanted already since we've stepped into summer— I wanted to pull back to just one podcast, one new podcast a week, because I really want to encourage you to enjoy your family and actually lean into the summer season, being outside, going on vacations, long car rides, maybe to see relatives and really to practice some R and R, but also just some silence. We don't need to be listening to stuff all the time, other voices, other than the voice of God. In fact, Just today, I got to be out in one of my favorite places, my garden. And one of my most favorite things to do in my garden, because I'm really strange, is to weed. And I was actually doing some weeding today. And while I was weeding today, all the beautiful bumblebees were buzzing about me. And that's a beautiful sound. And then the birds were talking. It was just a beautiful day to be out there. And so, in an effort to encourage that, right, and not impede it with too much, I'm going to go with less is more. And so I'm kicking off this 18 part series. We're going to start today with an introduction to the book of Mark. Then we're going to do 16 center parts that are going to be on the various chapters Mark has actually 16 chapters and with few exceptions, we're going to do chapter by chapter and that's challenging in itself. And then we'll have the 18th part will actually be a conclusion. We're going to tie it all up and we're going to post these on Tuesdays, So just once a week over at the website at rachelcarman.com. I'll post the whole schedule for your reference. There'll be study guides and there'll also be a chart you can use. And this is going to be one of those studies That you can just listen in and gain and glean from what God is showing me and what I'm learning. And I'll share that with you. I'm very excited to do that and to point some things out. We'll talk about that. And then if you want to go deeper, you can do the study guide. And I've even got a bibliography over there of all of the resources that I've used, am using, as I'm preparing to teach this. So. So I have some very clear goals that I want to achieve in doing this Bible study, because as I go out across the country speaking to various women's events and homeschool conferences and really always, no matter what topic I'm given, I'm always weaving in the truth of God and his word because that is the truth. And so I'm always taking it back to what God says and what he's encouraging us to do and what he desires for us. And every time without exception, when I finish, people are so kind to come up and speak to me because that's my favorite thing is to talk uh, one-on-one to the audience members. And very often the women will say something like, where do you get this? How do you study God's Word? I've read it and I didn't see that. I've never seen that. That was incredibly encouraging to me. Do you teach a Bible class? And I'm always wanting to find a way to communicate how is it that I read a passage and get out of it what I'm able to share with my audiences. And this is my attempt to do that. I want to sort of take you behind the microphone and into my, into my study and what I've done to study God's Word. And I think that what you're going to find is it's, it's really actually quite simple. It's not complicated. And what I want to do through this study of the book of Mark is I want to invite you in to doing what I do. And that is basically reading the passage over and over and over, praying for the Holy Spirit to teach me and to show me and to grow me as I read it over and over. Jamie Smith talks about the incredible power and recalibration available to us as we over and over and over read God's word, go through the liturgies of scripture, of the rhythms of spiritual discipline over and over and over. And one of the things that he asserts in his book, You Are What You Love, is he talks about how too often we get bored in those rhythms and those liturgies and we give up because we don't see the progress when in fact... Over and over and over, doing those things over and over, like reading the scriptures over and over and over, actually is having profound influence and transforming us into the image of God's Son. And so that's really the primary thing that I do, is I read the Word of God over and over and over. And so I'm going to invite you into that I'm going to talk about some of the other things that I do. It is my desire not to complicate this. I really just want to build a foundation of Bible study and just primarily use the Word of God as our primary source. Now, having said that, I do have a few other sources I'm going to use. I primarily use my NASB Bible, so I'm going to be using my NASB. It's actually a reference Bible, and I do do a quite a bit of cross-referencing to see other passages that are related to the one that I'm reading. I'm also referencing my ESV study Bible that has excellent introductions to each book of the Bible and charts and graphs and maps, and it's very helpful. I'm looking at a book entitled Talk Through the Bible by Bruce Wilkinson and Ken Boa, that I've actually, I'm going to use the outline that they use in that book as our outline for our study. So I'll be using some of, of their insights in that book. I'm going to reference some of church fathers by looking through ancient Christian commentary on New Testament scripture, which is an outstanding re- reference. It has Tertullian and Augustine and many of the church fathers as they dove deep, 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 deep into Scripture and their insights and their gleanings. And from time to time, I will reference one of those. Then there's a book that I used in one of my seminary classes entitled The New Testament in Antiquity, which I also found very helpful in my study and my understanding of where Mark fits into the four Gospels of the New Testament. And then, of course, my two free online Bible Reference tools that I've mentioned here before, blueletterbible.org and Bible Gateway. So, again, those are listed over at rachelcarman.com and you can look at those. Oh, one other one that I forgot to list that I need to is Strong's Exhaustive Concordance. I actually got that as a gift from my mother in law many moons ago and I have used and used and used that. And I know that now pretty much you can get all of Strong's online, but I I'm a book lover and I love the tangible nature of turning the pages. And so I actually also use that in preparing for this. So again, you can use online tools. You can use tools that I'm I'm betting you probably just have on your shelf and you haven't pulled them off in a while. And really, again, I want us to focus on God's word. So your Bible is what I'm going to suggest to you is the primary thing that you need And um, prayer and time set aside to really dig deep and see what God wants to show us. So as we look at Mark, as I, I told you just a minute ago, we're doing this on the heels of our study of the Apostle Peter. You might ask yourself, what in the world does the gospel of Mark have to do with the Apostle Peter? Stay tuned. And right after this, I'll tell you that. Okay, so what does the Apostle Peter have to do with the gospel of Mark? Well, pretty much everything. Most gospel scholars believe that Peter was actually the voice, the dictation behind the gospel of Mark, that John Mark is actually Peter's scribe. And my goodness, having just studied the Apostle Peter, you can hear Peter all through the book of Mark. So, Peter and all of his passion and all of his enthusiasm, you can hear him as you read the book of Mark. John Mark was his scribe, and you can really hear Peter come through when you know that. They also believe, many scholars, that Mark was the first gospel written, and in fact was used as a primary source for both Matthew and Luke, and we know that Matthew, Mark, and Luke are all the synoptic gospels, those three, and those all complement each other. A lot of what all the stories that they tell, Mark is one of the primary sources for the other two. So there's uniqueness in Luke and Matthew, but Mark is used primarily by those other two. But then we have John is on the other side, and he is much more thematic in nature. And 93% of the Gospel of John is unique. And so those are the the four Gospels. And I'm just going to tell you, the beauty of the four Gospels is how perfectly blended the whole story, the whole picture we have of Christ that comes through these four perspectives of these four different men. And so again, we're going to dare to tackle Mark, and we're going to do it with a desire to get to know who Jesus is more. So the theme of Mark is Jesus as an action-oriented servant of God, the servant redeemer. It's Jesus on the move. And it's just glorious when you come to Mark with that idea that how are you going to see Jesus in the book of Mark? You're going to see him as Jesus on the move. He is doing things over and over and over. And so one of the things that we're going to focus on during our time together is we're going to very intentionally look at what Jesus is doing. And I will tell you, I, like I said a minute ago, I'm very much a pen and ink person. I'm very much a notebook person. I love, love, love books, actual books. And I have in front of me today, just my notebook of my my scribbles of the notes that I've already made as I'm preparing to share this study with you. And what I've done is on each section that I've outlined, I've just gone through each passage and just written down what Jesus did in that passage. And it is just remarkable. I think you're going to find it remarkable just to see how active Jesus was. And I'm going to suggest to you even today, as we look forward to this study together, that we we are to be that active as well. We're not called to a passive faith. We're not called to sitting back and doing nothing. Jesus is our example, and as we see him through this study, we're going to get the opportunity to be challenged in what we need to do. And I believe that we need to be active like he's active. The key word, one of the key words in our study of the book of Mark is the word immediately. And I hope that immediately you get this feeling of Peter's presence. Because if you remember in our study of Peter, Peter tended to be rash. He tended to be the one, the first one to speak up, the first one to ask the question, the first one to answer the question, the first one to volunteer to walk on the water, right? That was Peter. And so when you get that straight in your head that this is Peter dictating to John Mark to write this down, it would make sense to you that over and over and over, Peter says immediately, 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 immediately. So there's a range of times, depending on the translation you use, anywhere from 18 times in the whole book of Mark to 42 times in the book of Mark, we have this immediately. It's also, if you translate the Greek, it can also be translated straightway. But just there's this urgency, there's this lack of hesitation, there is this this is what this is a succession of actions that the Lord Jesus did. And that's the message of this book is that Jesus was that Jesus was at work seeing, showing, serving, and suffering, seeing the crowds seeing their needs, seeing the sick and the lame and the deaf and the lepers, right? Showing the kingdom of God, showcasing what was to come, teaching the masses. Then he was also, though, serving as he healed, as he met needs. And then ultimately we have Jesus suffering on the cross. So again, I'm going to suggest to you the seeing, showing, serving, and suffering, that's what we're also called to. So as we study the book of Mark and we see Jesus doing all of these things, that is the same call that we have on our lives, and it is a beautiful thing. The summary verse, the key verse of this call for Jesus is found in Mark ten forty-five. When Jesus is talking to a crowd, he says this, I'm turning in my Bible to find it so that I can actually read it to you. It says here, so we see in the seeing, the showing, the serving, and the suffering, we see Jesus constantly pointing the people, the disciples, the unnamed individuals, the named individuals, constantly to the Father. Over and over and over. And we also see him forecasting his suffering. Three times in chapters 8, 9, and 10 of Mark, Jesus is telling, look, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to have to suffer and die. And yet the disciples couldn't make sense of what he was saying. But he says this the third time that he forecasts his own death. He says this, for even the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve And to give his life a ransom for many. And so Jesus makes it very clear. Remember, I said a minute ago that when Peter thought that he was on the inside, he and the other disciples thought Jesus had come to conquer Rome. And they were going to be his right hand men right there with him and conquering Rome. And Jesus is cautioning them here in the third time that he's forecasting his suffering. He's telling them, guys, that's not how this is going to go down. I have come not to be served, but to serve. And so that becomes the key verse of the whole book of Mark. But we also have... A pivotal verse in the book of Mark, and interestingly enough, it kind of serves as also the pivotal verse in the Peter outline, so I won't spoil it for you in the Peter story arc, but here in Mark, we see that this central verse in the study of Mark is on Peter's confession of who Christ is. It's this moment when Jesus is testing his disciples, and he says, but who do you say I am? And it's, it's central to the whole book of Mark, because Mark is 16 chapters, and we find this verse of Peter's confession in chapter 8, verse 26. And I just want to say to you, that is the pivotal life question that we all face. Who do you say? Jesus is. And so that is what we're going to work on answering. And, and many people are going to have the opportunity throughout Mark's narrative to answer that question in a variety of different ways. And you and I have an opportunity day to day in a variety of ways to live out our answer to that question and to exemplify what we believe. We're called, Paul talks about this in his epistles, we're called to live worthy, to live fragrant. And when we live as though he really is the Christ, the son of a living God, that is our testimony to the world. So I want you to know that I I had a couple of options for the outline. And so as you open your study Bible, there may be different outlines that you look at for the study of the book of Mark. But once again, I've decided to adopt the outline that is proposed in Talk Through the Bible by Bruce Wilkinson and Ken Boa as the outline that I will use as we move through this study. And it is an outline in five parts, the presentation of the servant, Remember, the theme is Jesus as the action oriented servant of God. So the presentation of the servant, the opposition to the servant, We know, Jesus was opposed by the religious leaders, the instruction of the servant. So what does Jesus have to say in in terms of teaching and instruction to the crowds and to the disciples, the rejection of the servant? So the opposition comes back around, right? And then part five is the resurrection of the servant. And so, again, that outline is going to be available to you over at RachelCarman.com so that we can study that. And so I really want to challenge you as you begin to consider joining me for this study. I want to challenge you to, to see and to pray that God will show you who Jesus is as the servant In the book of Mark, here's three character qualities that I see Jesus possessing in this book one. And this is something we see. These are true about Jesus in the other gospels as well. And I just want us to see that these need to be true for you and for me. And number one is he was focused Jesus was completely focused on what he came to do. His purpose statement that I read you just a minute ago in Mark 10, 45, he came not to be served, but to serve and not only just to serve, but to give his life as a ransom, right? The ransom, he came to pay our sin debt. That's why he came. And in so doing, he glorified the father by making a way and reconciling us to the father and He gave us a way to have peace with God. So that was his purpose. And he was focused from the very, very beginning. Number two, Jesus was active. And again, you and I are called to be active, to see, to show, to serve, and to sacrifice every single day to see those who need help, whether that's our husband, our immediate family, our children, our in-laws, our grandparents, our neighbors. We're to see, to have seeing eyes. We are to serve in any opportunity and capacity that we can. We're to show by pointing other people to God. That's not about us. This is about what God is going to do. And yes, you and I are called to walk in Jesus' steps and to sacrifice, to lay down our lives daily, to die to ourselves and to sacrifice for others. So Jesus was focused. He was active. He was also persistent. I think it is sometimes easy for you and I to get really excited after a great Sunday morning worship at our church or a time with our small group, or maybe we go to a women's retreat, or maybe it's just a time of Bible study or quiet time in the morning, or maybe it's worship in your car running errands, and you are all about doing this for about 24 hours, and then it sort of fades away. But what we see in the life of Jesus is he was persistent In carrying out his purpose. When critics came, and I'm here to tell you, we're going to highlight the critics, the religious leaders, the scribes, the lawyers, the Pharisees, the Herodians, all of these different religious leaders groups came out in droves, literally plotting against him, plotting against him. And yet he persisted to carry out his message And his mission. Sometimes you and I are way too easily picked off by the enemy. We get people criticizing decisions we've made. Choices we've made. And we just give up. And we don't persist. But we see the example of Christ as he persisted. He also persisted when he was questioned. The religious leaders kept questioning him, and in some occasions were trying to trick or to test him, or maybe some of his own disciples or the people in the crowd. He had all of these questions coming at him, and yet he persisted. And the third way and situation in which he persisted was amongst the doubting, because there were many instances, and we're going to see that in Mark, where people who were doubting are highlighted, And what did Jesus do? He persisted in his message. And that's what you and I are called to do. We are to persist even when we're criticized, even when we're questioned, and even when doubt looms large in our hearts and our minds. We're to persist. And so this is the example that we see in Christ, and that is really encouraging to me because very often people will criticize or question me on things, or I'll just feel like maybe this isn't what I need to be doing, right? I've got to persist in what I know God has called me to do, to serve other people and to honor Him in word and deed. So as we get started... I want to encourage you to dare to lean into this recalibrative power of the word of God and really dig in and read these passages. This you can there's a couple of options that I would offer you in terms of really getting the most out of this study. One is you can read the book of Mark, you can set your own schedule or I can put up on the website also a a schedule to read through the entire book of Mark in seven days. So you would read chapters one and two on Sunday, three through five on Monday, six and seven on Tuesday, eight through 10 on Wednesday, 11 through 12 on Thursday, 13 and 15. 13 and 14 on Friday, and 15 and 16 on Saturday. Something really simple, just reading it over and over and over and letting that power of doing it again and again and again really start to form you from the inside out. Another alternative would be to read the passage that we're focusing on because it's only going to be one passage each week. Just read that passage passage every single day read it out loud maybe read it in record it on your phone and listen to it while you're driving around and let that passage really sink deeply into you and just ask God to show you and to teach you to come to it with new eyes and to draw out his timeless truths the word of God stands forever and we can know and we can trust that as we come to it God meets us there, and his Holy Spirit is there to teach us. So I really want to encourage you to dare to dive deep with me into the book of Mark and study this and let us see who Jesus is and what he's called us to do as his servants as well. I look forward to this study with you.
0: Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you have a question or comment, we invite you to send it to info at rachelcarmen.com. And while you're at Rachel's website, check out her wonderful resources, including the Word in Motion Bible curriculum. We want to take a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the podcast. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. Moms, more than ever, we really do need each other. We need to be challenged and we need accountability in the word. Thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you in the next episode of the Real Refreshment Podcast. I found myself on a ledge three stories high at some condominiums, contemplating my life. struggling to understand my purpose. Have you ever found yourself on the ledge? My name is Billy Yancey. I'm a caring father, mentor, and friend in my new podcast, Billy and the Goat. I share the life-changing events that shaped who I am today to remind you that no matter how far you've fallen, God can help you get up and thrive. Listen now at lifeaudio.com.